We each other over all the time without even realizing it. We eat. We, we every labeling thing on this planet over and think it's be fine because we use paper straws and order free range chicken. And the sick thing is, I think deep down we know we're not fooling anyone. Did you like that? Uh, the beeping was it good? Was was <laughs> yeah? I was trying to beep the f word, but it didn't really work that great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Should you watch this with the Popcorn Priest, the weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, ex-movie theater projectionists, new and old friends take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question. Should or shouldn't you watch this? I want to extend a warm welcome to the show, Mr. Sack Lunch himself, back for part two. Looking forward to this one, baby. It was tough. Week one was part one. Last week was tough. Yeah, we had uh, we had more uh, laughs than than. I thought we would. <laughs> yes, I agree. But, I agree. And we had some somber takes. So go listen to that. If you've stumbled on this, listen to part one first. Yeah, good range. Yeah. Here is the trailer. I'm so sorry to bother you. You must be Amanda. Why did you come here? In my line of work, you have to understand the patterns that govern the world. They can help you see the future. And I knew something was coming. I don't understand. What do you mean? We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. The truth is much scarier. What is the truth? We're going to be okay, right? Aren't you the one who always said, if you're not paranoid by now, it's too late? Haven't you been picking up on what's going on out there? We've all been deserted. There is no going back to normal. You ready to just jump into popcorn trivia? With just one quick, I love the trailers of this movie. Oh my gosh, you're and right. A thousand percent. I'm so disappointed that it didn't translate. Bro, there's so, I mean, we're going to get into it. And by the way, this is spoiler zone for anyone who hasn't listened yeah. to the show. Part one is our spoiler free zone. And this is spoiler zone but yes dude there's so many things about this movie that we're setting it up for being something cool last week i even said like conceptually this is a masterpiece right like the concept of it is is great but yeah but yes let's let's jump into trivia all right let me tell you something pandeo I have uh, some bad news for you. I only have one trivia point because it's just a brand new movie and there's not a lot of chatter about like behind the scenes stuff. So, but, sure. Um, I thought this was interesting. 
G.H.'s neighbor's last name is Huxley, in homage to Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World and other novels that painted pictures of dystopian futures where technology has become the thing that corrupts humanity and is used as a way to harm people. Okay. I I haven't read those books. Have you? I have not, but in the review, the reviews, if you remember... That's he, right. The first guy said, 10 for 10, he said, this is more Huxley than Orwell. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the reference. That makes sense. Yeah, that's the reference. Ha- have you read like 1984 from Orwell? No. No, I haven't either. I've read a lot of books, but I haven't read them all yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you there. So, yeah, I'm look, I'm not surprised on the trivia part, but because... I, I think that there's probably a, a like a lot more that can be said, you know, about like the self-driving cars and you know some of those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that it's actually possible to hack Teslas to that point? Well, you know what? Thank you for that's a great segue. Where's the beef? Hey, where's the beef? Let's just jump right into beefs. There's so many beefs. Um, yeah. Tesla's like, I think you could probably hack them, but I don't know about like, why did the Tesla's all go to the same place? Why are they all on the same road? And why are they all white? Like, I know they're coming from the dealership per the movie was what they explained it. But like, yeah, I don't, I mean, it was cool. I like the scene of them escaping was pretty cool. But at the same time, I'm like, well, this really happen like this. I could see like, a rogue Tesla coming out like as if they were driving down the road and they, and they're at a crosswalk or whatever. And and it, you know, hits a building or something that would be cool. And you don't see anybody in the car, but like having them all drive to the expressway is weird. But you know why, why, because they were like, somebody hacked it and oh. put them there to block the exit. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was, it was, nefarious correct it was calculated not just like that a bug yeah, it was not random oh, like okay. somebody hacked the teslas and cut off to cut off of yep so everyone was stuck in new york or where so, were they or, new jersey exactly well they were in long island okay so which there's multiple ways to get off of long island but I'll let you get your beefs out, and then I'll, I'll go to mine. All right. I have a bunch. One is a trivia point, and this is going to, okay. dude, this is going to make you angry. Well, maybe not. Okay. Maybe, maybe it won't. Maybe, but it made me a little angry and a little sad. Denzel Washington was cast but dropped out and was replaced by Mahershala Ali. Listen, not to take anything away from Mahershala's performance because he was awesome. Like awesome. very good. Like he was my favorite part of the movie. Agreed. But like if Denzel was in that movie, man, just let him cook, dude. Let Denzel cook, bro. But wouldn't you agree the fact that it was a dog shit movie that I'm glad that Denzel didn't do it? Well, well, the question is, is could he have elevated it? Yeah, I don't think so. Really? No. It, I mean, this movie was so lazy. It was ridiculous. Hmm. All right. I think I would have I would have enjoyed it more, but now I agree there. I would have enjoyed it slightly more, but at the end of the day, I still would have felt the same way. All right. 
Fair enough. All right. These, the rest of this is just popcorn priests. No trivia, nothing. It's just all me. Camera angles, like that guy said in the review yeah. the reviews last week, seemed like someone learned a new trick with the camera and then used it like 30 times. Yeah, it was awful. Less is more, my, my brother. Yes. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, that is really cool camera angle. And then I saw it like 13 more times. And I was like, okay, guy, I get, I get it. And along those lines, as far as, you know, along the lines of, a production because I, I have a beat there. Dude, the score was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. Most of the time, a score can really elevate a movie. The rest of the time, it, it can't ruin a movie. It can just kind of be there. But I thought every single time I heard a part of the score come up, I'm like, what? in the hell are they doing this is horrendous it was weird it was really weird. it was so weird like i i mean come on what are we doing it's like amateur hour everything on this was so lazy like you just said like like they have these camera shots and instead of trying to you know set up and and do it right they just were lazy with everything yeah Camera angles weird, too long. Listen, I'm not a, a guy who's going to be like hating a long movie, but it, it, when it's when it's not great, the long movie is Agreed. bad. Okay, if it's a great movie, you're like, oh man, you're looking at your watch like, oh shoot, we only have like 30 minutes left. How's this possible? Yeah. This is so good, you know, like, or you're not even looking at your watch and you and it's over and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that two hours just passed. Yep. Like when I wa- when I went and saw Mad Max Fury Road at the Atmos theater, I, I don't think I breathed for, for two hours. And I look so good. I was just like, man, can we get on that train again? Like this one was was like, Oh, it's too long. And we talked about this and review the reviews and we skirted around it. But for this type of movie, I needed more resolution. I'm not really sure why maybe you can help but I just don't want to admit that this is probably what it'd be like. Actually, probably way worse. Sounds like a like a dream and a like this this particular movie. Like if I'm living in a beautiful home in the outskirts where you know I've got food and water and electricity and I'm isolated. I mean that sounds awesome. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like the first episode of The Walking Dead where you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. This is not good. This yeah, is this not is good. No. Well, and I must have missed this, but I, I felt like I needed an explanation of the animals and, and the migratory oh, patterns being disrupted. Like, what did it mean? <laughs> Just that it happened? Yeah, okay. whether it was maybe a plant exploding or something that caused the, the animals to change their migratory patterns uh, it was just very vague again just lazy and i didn't need it unless you're going to give me something that says oh wow that would be crazy if that happened but they don't do that yeah i uh, I, I just uh, so confusing there was a moment where i thought there's a good chance where this deer is going to start talking I'm waiting for it to just open its mouth and be like, hey, what's up, guys? What you doing? We don't know where to go. You know? <laughs> oh, 
you guys are here too? Is it cool if we chill in your backyard? (laughs) Is your, is your GPS working? Cause my, mine's not. I mean, what are we doing? It was just, I didn't understand. And like, okay. So migratory patterns were disrupted, but all you're going to show me is deer and flamingos. Mm -hmm. What the hell are you doing? Like, like if migratory patterns were were truly disrupted like that, you would still see predators coming out because they have to follow the migratory patterns. And so it's not as if just a couple animals get disrupted. It disrupts the entire circle of life. So mm-hmm. I it just lazy, just lazy. Well, and to be honest, like I don't know how many times in my life I've looked up articles about why there are so many deer in a movie. I hope it's the last time, but the way the what I read and gathered, and I can't get this time back in my life, but <laughs> you the, looked it up. The what the director was trying to do is, and it comes from the book a little bit more too, because this is based on a book, is that there's it's like a juxtaposition of the deer inherently come together when there's a crisis, and they to to perpetuate the species like if we're we need to all come together it's instinct yet humans in this instance we're like segregating ourselves we we we're actively trying to harm each other if we can't get what we you know need and it's not this we do the opposite is what is what they're trying to say but it didn't really come across but that that's way. not accurate but yeah. so even that's not accurate like we wouldn't have survived as as the human race, if we did come together when needed. So again, the, I understand that it's a, a, a juxtaposition, but it, that's a silly argument. Yeah. Let me hear the rest of your beefs. I've pulled up as part of beefs, some like online articles that had some interesting things to say about okay. the, the ending and what people were thinking and what social media was right. saying. So if you want, I can jump into uh, that. I'm interested or, in that. Okay. Well, let me just give you one more beef and then jump into that. Okay. How is, like, why, why did they have to throw two different elements in? The first, where she's like, do you F your students? Well, I bet you want to F me. Like, what? And then she brings- The world is ending and you think that's what, and then you speak to your father that way when telling him that you think that? Yeah. So, that's- part a to this part b is you take a woman who was clearly uncomfortable around them because they're black give her 36 hours and now all of a sudden she has a drink or two in her starts dancing and now is sexually attracted to the dude what it's it was weird why like i liked how marshala's like acting and reaction to it was just like I felt like he was, he portrayed it way better than Julia Roberts because he's like, listen, I think my wife's dead and I just needed some human interactions, human comfort, like a a hug. And I appreciate that you're here and I realize that I'm married, but like I'm sad. And she was just like kind of drunk and like, I don't know, silly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't like that scene either. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't need it. And there's so much wrong with this and we could go on, but I'm yeah. genuinely interested in when, what kind of social media and, and what the commentary was like. All right. I've got two, 
let's see, three articles. I'm not going to read the entire article. Okay. I got excerpts. One okay. is from Slate.com. says, the dissatisfaction with the endings of the book and the movie comes from the confusion of genre that comes with widespread distribution of a more challenging text. People may be reading the book looking for a thriller or watching the movie expecting another day after tomorrow, which horrible movie and not enjoying the ambiguity they find the movie is something that is possessed by its audience the not the director but the author alum said to variety and that respects the viewer he says enough not to provide closure not to show the families together in the bunker at the very end Viewers might expect an escape from reality, something as comforting in the end as a Long Island getaway or another episode of Friends. No. Yeah. And then he says, but leave the world behind doesn't give it to us. Well, yeah, that's why people didn't like it. But I disagree. I don't, I don't need comfort. I need resolution to yeah. some degree. Yes. So, no, and, and again, this is, this is what pisses me off about like some of those reviews and what the the author is saying here mm-hmm. is he's basically saying or she's saying hey if you're not smart enough to get it that's your fucking problem well no, <laughs> no. like there's a reason why there's books and there's movies books are meant to do what you're trying to to do in this movie Movies are meant to entertain. Books allow you your to imagination give more context. Yeah. Absolutely. But 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 guide your imagination yes. with more context because you have more time. A movie is meant to entertain. And so I, I think that they just completely missed the mark. Yeah. Some of the things people were saying, very stupid ending. No, why did the, they leave the world behind end like that. That leave the world behind ma- movie sucked because what the f was that ending? I just finished leave the world behind. That ending pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. So here's the, here's the reaction of the author. He says, "Alum has since come out and defended the ending, though explaining that the whole point was that the story couldn't be wrapped up in a neat way because funnily and funnily enough." That's not what tends to happen with apocalypse and global scale conflicts. When asked why he chose to finish the story without giving the audience closure on the fate of the characters, he told Variety, wouldn't that be so dissatisfying? It's a film that respects you as a viewer enough to not provide that. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, just the pretentiousness. Like, like this is somebody that, that pretends to like wine and art galleries. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was think I was so, really trying to think about this. Like there are movies that I'm cool with ambiguity, but there's still some sure. there's still some closure. Like for example, Castaway. I love Castaway. And I love oh, that, yeah. like he doesn't get back together with his wife, spoiler alert. Like I love that he, you know, there is a chance that he might find love but we're not really sure. And we can write that ending ourselves, but we do get some resolution. Like he gets to go talk to his wife and he has that, that closure with her and we get that closure. And then he's able to like, all right, well, what's next. And that's cool. I like that ambiguity, but this is not good. Because a good movie is going to, to give you multiple storylines, right? Like this had multiple storylines. 
yeah. the kid, which when his teeth started falling out, I was like, this is a dream. Like, it's got to be a dream. That's exactly what I thought, um, too. Yeah, I was like, this has got to be. And then it wasn't. And then it was like, man, this is so weird. But anyways, the, there's these all these storylines, okay? Like the the wife, she was on a flight. Mm-hmm. The like I just mentioned, the son gets sick. So they Wh- took what about all of that, dude? What about the storyline of the weird, you know, creeper cabin where there's a, a divot in the leaves where someone's That's, been watching them? Well, like, absolutely. What about in- Danny, the 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 neighbor, the doomsday prepper? What about the animals and the migratory patterns? And and then there's this this little girl with the storyline of the friends. friends and that's the one you give conclusion on and say that we we did we did a service to the viewers no i'm okay using my imagination but you have to answer some of the other storylines that you created correct dude and her and she she hears her mom calling her name and the and the little girl's like, eh, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go f- discover this bunker. My mom might not come yeah. into the house and find me. I mean, I guess her bike's I there. I mean, but, oh. still, it's just, it was so crazy. Do you think, and I, I hate to make this political, but you, you mentioned last week that the, the audience reviews were like 34%, yes. which is accurate. Yes. But the expert reviews, or whatever you call them, the critic reviews, uh-huh. were, were like 74%. 76, yeah. yeah, high. But did you see who was executive producers on this? Obama. Oh, the Obamas. Yeah, but they. I read so, about that too because people were thinking, they were reading into it that like they knew something was coming and so they wanted to be a part of this. They came in after, after the script was already written. I'm saying the critics gave it such a good review because the Obamas were associated with it. Crazy. Should we get into, I can't, I, this is a great segue into puzzles. I mean, we're already, are kind of already talking about puzzles right now anyway. Yeah. Asphincter says what? What? Asphincter says what? What? Exactly. <laughs> All right, I only have two puzzles. I read about this and I didn't, I mean, obviously I don't care. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. The picture of the waves in the upper bedroom changes during the movie. The tide is rising. Same applies for the black and white picture in the living room, which resembles a changing Rorschach picture. I did not pick up on that at all. I, it's funny. I picked up on the living room one. Oh, you did? I, well, not specifically that it changed, but there was a part in it where I was like, well, wait a minute. I never noticed that painting before. Uh, so, so now, now all of a sudden it makes sense, but like, what a dumb, stupid Easter egg. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Come on, man. Like they can't even do that. Yeah. Like, can't they do anything right in this in movie? <laughs> this one I liked and I don't know, like I didn't know this, but so Kevin Bacon's character is very detail, uh, prepper, right? He has yep. a willow tree growing in his yard. Acetylcyclic, celiac acid, acetylcyclic acid, which is an aspirin, is a synthesized from willow bark. Really? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I want to get a willow tree now. 
Brother, I feel like I am going to ruin myself with Doomsday prepping after this movie. Not because not because they they motivated me in a positive way to do it, but because they're such a shit show that clearly the rest of the world is doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, you can't even do this right. Like yeah. clearly we're fucked. Here's another thing. You got my boy Kevin Bacon and you oh. only have him in for a half of a scene. Oh, he's so good in this, dude. Give me a break, dude. Give me some more bacon. Everyone loves bacon, dude. Oh, I love bacon. And can I just say, <laughs> Ethan Hawke was really good, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everybody we, else was awful. We haven't got to Redemption, which that's my that's my last puzzle. Do you have any other puzzles? We kind of talked about him in Beefs. There's a lot of beef, yeah. beefy puzzles. Peefs. It's like what we like to call. Yeah, it. more, more like yeah, like yes, I'm good. We, right. we can go to redemption. Let's go to redemption. I have exercised the demons. So we kind of alluded this to this. Obviously, redemption for those who don't know this is where we talk about the things we liked in case a movie sucks. This is one of those times. Maharshala Ali, awesome. Ethan Hawke, so both of those guys, I could watch them. They're so good. They're so good. Now, I gotta, I gotta, I'm so sorry that I'm going to belabor a certain thing that happened last week. <laughs> Dude, stop. Stop. Since you, since you brought up Ethan Hawke, when, when he starts to feel the panic when he leaves the Hispanic lady on the side of the road. Like he's so good in that, that I feel so anxious when oh. you can see his anxiety oh building because he can't communicate. There's a drone dropping pamphlets. There's all this stuff going on for him and she's screaming and he just panics and goes, man. And I just, that's, he's so good. He's, so, great. he's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm legit might have turned it off if it weren't for those two guys in the in the film. I agree. A hundred percent. Well, it, those three, those three guys. Because I think you would agree that you, every time you saw Bacon, you were like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, Bacon. More. He's coming. Yeah, yeah. He's coming. Yeah, I didn't get nearly enough Bacon. I thought the house was dope. I loved just looking at yeah. the house. I just love beautiful homes. And talking about well, like the you, homes on Long Island are silly. Oh man, it was beautiful. You were talking yeah. about last week how the trailers were so cool, and mm -hmm. like listening to them in my headphones, the audio mix is oh so great. It was just a beautiful trailer, and those aren't made by the director; they're made by people who know how to make trailers, and they're great at their job. Right. But yep. on that same vein, the poster of this is so cool like so cool just it, the deer yeah all the marketing made you want to watch this no wonder it had 1.9 billion minutes viewed because <laughs> everyone was like what is I this agree. and then they're like oh it's hot garbage don't watch this i agree those are the things i liked yeah oh wait one last thing i loved the bunker they show the bunker at yeah. the last couple minutes and i was like oh my gosh this is what i want I want to have this. This is what I need. That's what. That's why I'm saying, man. Like I am going to go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Because uh, I actually had a conversation earlier with somebody, um, 
who brought up because again you're from utah and peak food storage and that's foreign to most people because true they associate it with doomsday preppers right true and while it is meant for something associated with doomsday but like i got my father for christmas last year my patriot supply uh like a a three-month supply of food no that's sick dude so there's a lot of really cool stuff out there that you can go down on on rabbit hole of but but don't you think that that itself could have been a story like yeah and they just missed it they missed it all together. Like they brought it up and they gave you at least conclusion that, that it was there. Like Danny said, Yeah. but man, like the elements of a doomsday shelter are so fascinating to me. Yeah. When they show all the shots, I was like, wait, what is that? I know that's important. Is that a water purifier? Oh, that's hydroponics right. over here with the, Right, vegetables and stuff, and then there's all this food. And you start going, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. Of course you need that. Yeah. And you always see bunkers that are like, I could not live here for more than six days. This bunker is like beautiful and like luxurious, and I could hang out here for quite a a while. Yeah, a couple years for sure. And the the LED screens in the kitchen, so it looks like you're looking outside. Like a window. Yeah, so you don't feel like you're cooped up. So many really cool, cool. I mean, the bunker, dope. Not worth watching the film to see the bunker, but it's very cool. Believe me. Let's get to our rating and close this. Leave the let's leave this one behind. Okay. Um, I'm giving it a small bucket. Small bucket. I wanted it to be a large, but it was not. So did I. And the worst thing is, is, is like, you know, the last pod you and I did, we, we kind of, I started going in thinking that it would be a, a small bucket. But as we explored the film, I realized that it was way better than it was. And this one, the entire time I was like, man, this is a small bucket. And then, mm. then another one that I was like, man. I think that I would not even heat up my own popcorn for this movie if I had to watch it again. So um, yeah. I would say it's not even a small bucket. It's it's a handful of popcorn. So you're going like flaming. Do you think this is the worst of of the of of should you watch this history? Do you think no. that like has there ever been two small buckets? Yes. The reason why we have popcorn redemption is because of. Uh, Macbeth. It's way back when the show wasn't as good as it is now, but we reviewed Macbeth. The episode's like 11 minutes long. We couldn't even talk about it. We we're just like, this is the, this is the worst. Yeah. There's, there's been yeah. others, but not many, not many that, that are, everyone's like equally like, yeah, this is, don't watch this. Yeah. This is my first I've been a part of that has two small buckets, but yeah. you know, I still like it's it, every bit of it is worth it to be a part of this and to go through all of this. Like this is what makes the movie amazing is that you and I just got to do two different episodes of talking about it, exploring it. So, yeah, you know, from our point of view and, and, and honestly, from the listener's point of view, you've got to have this pod with it and then it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah. I mean, this is a PSA. We're doing a service. 100%. Correct. I want to leave you with this quote from 
The Observer. This is their review. This is the last thing I'm going to say and then go into my outro. There are moments in Leave the World Behind when the direction and the score are working so hard to sell the spookiness that the effort becomes laughable. No matter what bizarre angle we view them from, there's just no making these characters interesting. (laughs) And I agree. So true. I agree. So true. That's it for this week, but I'm with you always. Look for me in the cloud at Popcorn Priest. I love movies and would love it if you would share the love. Share this with the movie lover in your life. Another way to show some love is by throwing some money at the priest. Visit patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what extra perks you can enjoy. And if you made it this far, go! Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. I command thee. Really helps us out. As always, thanks for listening, and thanks to my special guest, recurring guest, Mr. Sacklunch himself. Appreciate it, man. Absolute pleasure, brother. And again, congrats on 200 last week. Uh, amazing episode. So for the listeners that haven't checked it out, get back to it, because it's so good. Goonies podcast. Make it happen. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and uh, yeah, I love this. I'm excited to see what... 300 will be yeah and remember when you watch movies you can pop off pop in or pop out but always bring the popcorn <laughs>